Here's a quick update on Polo. Hey, I'm Charlie Maverick. This is the Mavcast audio blog podcast, whatever you want to call it. Polo's doing really well. Um, Polo is um, is progressing in his potty training, um, and he is very, very hyper. Um, he went to his first vet visit since he's been here and walked into PetSmart looking like a rock star. So everybody wanted to pet him, say hi to him. They loved his name. Uh, we posted a few pictures on Facebook and people just, you know, heart, heart, heart likes and everything like that. And, you know, positive comments, uh, showed people at work pictures and they're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. He is, he is. He's ball energy. Um, it's challenging to get him to calm down at some points, but he is a puppy, so that's understood. But all in all, Pola is doing really well and, um, really excited to have him. Um, so I'm trying to get him on a schedule, um, to, you know, be able to be house trained and everything. Um, he's, you know, playful, inquisitive. Uh, he likes to bite everything. Um which I'm sure that's, you know, inherited by the breed. Uh, he looks like he's the alpha male. Uh, so he he wants you to know that things are his, right? So that's very interesting. So kind of looking at that and like, oh, that, that's, that's, I see how that's happening, that alpha male is, wow, that, that's great. But he's a great puppy, um, well-behaved, um, likes to go out for long walks and play in the park. Um, but um, all in all, you know, Pola is doing great. Updates will come as uh, I have them. So I know people are asking for updates on Polo. Um, so I will do that. And uh, if you want to follow on Twitter and Facebook, if you if you want to follow me on Facebook, you I kind of need to know you. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at the Mavcast. And this is where you can find the post uh, for the Mavcast audio blog podcast. Uh, so if you like this segment or episode, please, uh, you know, do a little hand clap, uh, leave a callback or comments uh, to tell me, um, you know, give me some ideas of how to, you know, keep him entertained. Right. Uh, so until next time, be blessed. Hey, those of you, especially in Atlanta, this is Charlie Maverick. So this weekend is going to be great weather for grilling. So you want to pay attention to my next segment when I talk about how to grill ribs the right way every time. And also a great way to grill tenderloin. Oh, oh man. Pay attention. Pay attention, guys. It's on. Charlie Maverick, Mavcast. Anchor FM in your face who loves to grill raise your hand awesome so this tip for cooking ribs perfect way every time is specifically for those that use Kamado style grills that have a grilling stone that you can put over the coals and it provides ambient heat if you have a gas grill just turn on 
one burner on one side and put the ribs on the other side. If you have a charcoal grill that is large enough but you don't have one of those stones, make sure that you at least put the coals on one side and then the ribs on the other, the best of your ability. Maybe you have to chop them in half and do you know, a certain configuration, but watch out. So first of all, you want to maintain your heat on this grill at 250 degrees or 300, between that range. Second, you don't want any wet rub, dry rub. You don't have to marinate overnight. You don't have to do any of that. But the key point is, on the back side of whatever ribs you have, make sure you take the membrane off. If you don't know what a membrane is on the ribs, um, you should Google it. So, second, uh, third, rather, you need to have this meat cook for about an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. What you want to do is you want to get color on these ribs. You want to get a nice golden color. Now, if it happens quicker, you know, then two hours, great. But watch these. My key point is to check the ribs about every 30 minutes to see if your ribs are getting that color faster than you thought it was. When you're cooking with charcoal grills, the temperature can be tricky depending on the temperature outside to keep it at a maintained level. After you do that, you want to take these ribs off and then you want to get really heavy duty foil and prepare to wrap your ribs. Now, before you do that, find your favorite sauce yeah, I said sauce. Now, if you don't want to use sauce, I have an alternative. You can take a stick of butter. Oh, oh man, he said butter. Whoa. You cut the butter into little slices, like mm, teaspoon, tablespoon slices, however. You want to line the bottom of the foil as the length of the ribs, and you want to just leave that there. Place the ribs on top of that. With the, with the curvature side at the bottom, right? So follow what I'm going to do here. Then you want to put your favorite sauce on uh, as thick as you want. Don't put it too thick. Next, you want to wrap these ribs really, 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 really tight. And you want to put it back on the grill, keeping at that temperature 200 to 300 degrees Fahrenheit and you want to cook for another hour to an hour and a half at that temperature. What you have just done is what they call the Texas cheat. This will ensure that your ribs are the perfect color and the perfect tenderness every time. Pro tip, if you can get high quality ribs, don't skimp on the rib quality. At least get Smithfield ribs, They're very tender but you can't go wrong with this. I would try to stay away from Publix ribs. I, I've had, you know, various you know, results with Publix ribs, not consistent at all. But if you have a really high quality rib like Smithfield, I really think you're going to enjoy this. Now, after you unwrap the ribs, it's gonna, it's gonna have that steam effect and there's gonna be a lot of steam coming off. What you wanna do is, if you want more crispness on there, what you can do is just let it sit for a while, which I encourage, or you can put it back on the grill. I would definitely watch it at this point because your ribs are done. You'll see that pull back and you see the rib bones. 
you know, present and everything's fine. I encourage you to just let it sit wrapped in the foil for another 15, 20 minutes. It will continue cooking and you'll have the perfect ribs every time. Try different flavors of sauce and don't put any extra sauce on there. It's fine. It's totally fine. Leave comments. Give me a call back and let me know how this worked for you. Every time it has worked for me perfectly. This is Charlie Mack from the MathCast. I'm out. All right, so let's talk about tenderloin. You want to grill tenderloin, but you're a little bit intimidated? Mm, that's okay. I got you. So what you're going to need? You're going to need butcher's twine. You're going to need a tenderloin, of course. You're going to need foil. You're going to need a stick of butter. Yeah, I said butter again. Trust me. You're going to need some veggies to stuff this with. Do whatever you like, okay? But just with the technique is what I'm going to show you. So take your tenderloin, butterfly it. Don't cut it all the way through, but butterfly it. This will be easier for you to, you know, wrap it. So you season the inside lightly because your veggies are going to permeate the, the meat while it's cooking and you, you don't want to over-season it. After you put your veggies in there, don't stuff it too much. You want to line the top of that with little cubes of butter going along the length of the tenderloin. Next, you want to fold that tenderloin back over and, and season both sides of the tenderloin. Be careful, be careful. You might want to wrap it with tw butcher's twine first. That's fine. Then if you want to put bacon around it, wrap it again. It's important not to depend on the bacon as to replace the butcher's twine because the bacon will, you know, retract and it may or may not hold it together depending on how hefty your tenderloin is and how thin or thick your bacon is. Very important. So still use butcher's twine. It will hold it together and plus it'll make it easier for you to slice. So when you tie the butcher's twine, tie it at intervals to where you would like to slice it at to make your life easier. Next, you want to put it in foil. Wrap it real tight in the foil, all right? So you want to put this on the grill at 300 degrees and do it on indirect heat for about an hour, hour and a half. This is going to be just like the ribs, trust me. Now you want to unwrap it. Yep, you want to unwrap this and then you want to see if the color's right and you want to cook it for another hour on 250. Mm -hmm. Alright, keep an eye on it because it could take 20 minutes at a time for you to check these, this meat and to make sure that it's not overcooking your stuffing's not falling out. So you want to lower the temp to 200 degrees and let it smoke slowly put some pecan wood in there just let it just let it rye now after that just and you're like Charlie it's gonna dry out uh-uh no it's not so you're gonna spray this bad boy with a mixture of apple cider vinegar and let's say apple juice to keep it moist you're gonna wrap it back up again and then you're going to keep it at 200 for about 20-25 minutes that is going to ensure that you don't have dry tenderloin. Because you have the veggies and the butter in there, 
it's going to keep the inside of it moist and keep it from drying out. So see what I was going right there? The foil is going to keep that moisture in so it doesn't spill out to the areas that the butcher twine and the bacon couldn't conceal it. See where I'm going? All right. So once you get the nice color on there, then you're going to take it off and you're going to slice it exactly where the butcher's twine is. Now, if you use wood, you're going to love yourself because the wood smoke permeates this bad boy so much. Mm, you're going to love the way it tastes. So cut it up, serve it to your family. And hey, thank me if you want to. You are now the grilling hero. So if you love the show, follow me on Twitter. This has been the Mavcast. I'll catch you next time. God bless.